Hey guys, it's Carly from Flood Student Ministries on the Flood Podcast today. The word I'm going to share with you guys on this podcast is going to be about your attitude. Now your attitude can be a bigger influence than you think. And there are going to be three points or three areas that I'm going to be talking about that your attitude can affect. So um, if you are a note taker, um, I'm going to be giving you some really good scripture that you can read to remind yourself and reflect on your attitude every day so that you can get better at these three three things. So the first thing I, w- I want to talk about is how your attitude can affect your ability to be an effective witness. So first, I'm going to start in Philippians chapter 2 at verse 14. And then on today's podcast, I'm mostly going to be reading out of the out of the Passion Translation. So Philippians chapter 2, verses 14 through 16, it says, Live a cheerful life without complaining or division among yourselves. For then you will be seen as innocent, faultless, and pure children of God, even though you live in the midst of a brutal and perverse culture. For you will appear among them as shining lights in the universe, offering them the words of eternal life. So here, the Lord is commanding that we live a cheerful life without complaining or division. And what exactly does that mean? It means that God has given you everything that you need, not only to live, but also to prosper. You shouldn't be that person that people dread to be around because you're constantly complaining about everything. You shouldn't seclude yourself because you have no reason to. And as a Christian, we're meant to live a life that's full of joy and it's supposed to be obvious to those around us. Now verses 15 and 16, I'm going to read those again. They say, For then you will be seen as innocent, faultless, and pure children of God, even though you live in the midst of a brutal and perverse culture. For you will appear among them as shining lights in the universe, offering them the words of eternal life. So here it's saying that by keeping a good attitude, without complaining or without seclusion, we appear like a shining light to those who aren't saved actually gives us an opportunity and opens the door to offer them the gift of eternal life that God has given us. In Matthew chapter 28 verses 18 through 20, Jesus commands his disciples that wherever we go, we are to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And teach them to faithfully follow all that has been commanded of us. And Jesus gave us the commission, and a commission as a job, of leading people to the Lord. And how are we supposed to be a successful witness for Jesus when we have a terrible attitude? So that also leads me into point number two. Your ability to be a vessel for God. For God to be able to use you. We have to keep a good attitude so that we can accomplish the things that God intends for us to accomplish in our life. So I'm going to read um, in 2 Timothy and start in chapter 2. 
verses 20 through 26. Um, so this is a good bit of scripture, but it is so good. So you guys hang with me and let this get down deep in your spirit. All right. Again, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 20 through 26 in the Passion Translation. In a palace, you find many kinds of containers and tableware for many different uses. Some are beautifully inlaid with gold or silver, but some are made of wood or earthenware. Some of them are used for banquets and special occasions, and some for everyday use. But you must not see your life and ministry this way. Your life and ministry must not be disgraced, for you are to be a pure container of Christ and dedicated to the honorable purposes of your master, prepared for every good work that he gives you to do. So basically what that's saying is on the inside, within our mind, within our hearts, within our spirit, we are to be pure so that we can be fully prepared for every good work that God has for us to do. So moving on to verse 22. Run as fast as you can from all the ambitions and lusts of youth and chase after all that is pure. This is important, guys. Listen up. Whatever builds up your faith and deepens your love must become your holy pursuit and live in peace with all those who worship our Lord Jesus with pure hearts. Stay away from all the foolish arguments of the immature, for these disputes will only generate more conflict. For a true servant of our Lord Jesus will not be argumentative, but gentle toward all and skilled in helping others see the truth, having great patience toward the immature. Then with meekness, you'll be able to carefully enlighten those who argue with you so they can see God's gracious gift of repentance and be brought to the truth. This will cause them to rediscover themselves and escape from the snare of Satan who caught them in his trap so they would carry out his purposes. Okay, so very important. God wants you to be pure first and foremost. Not just in your actions, but also in your thoughts and in your with your emotions. Second Timothy here is saying that we need to chase after things that are pure. And where does that start? Again, within our minds and our heart. Verse 23 says to stay away from foolish arguments because they do no good. But a true person that follows after God resembles Jesus. This means to be gentle and patient towards others not a person who starts arguments and snaps without warning. Not only will you influence others' attitudes because of your own attitude, but you can also help yourself and others to stray away from Satan, like it said in verse 26. And destroying the plans of the devil is always a victory. So, um, keep yourself pure with your attitude, do not be a person who starts arguments. Um, be patient. Don't snap without warning. And not only can we be used by God in this way when we're in this state of um, meekness and um, being not argumentative, but we can also destroy the plans of the devil. Um and after all, how are we supposed to serve God when we have a crappy attitude? 
So to keep your attitude in check at all times so that you can be a witness and so that you can be a willing vessel for God brings me to point number three, which actually can be the most important point of my message today. And it's your peace of mind. And you can't be a willing vessel for God and you can't be an effective witness for Jesus if your peace of mind is compromised. So I'm going to go back to the book of Philippians in chapter 4. Starting at verses 4 and I'm going to go to verse 9. Be cheerful with joyous celebration in every season of life. Let joy overflow, for you are united with the Anointed One. Let gentleness be seen in every relationship, for our Lord is ever near. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. And I love that there, how it says faith-filled requests, not just requests, but your requests that are filled with the God kind of faith and with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life, then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. Verse 8. This is the most important part, guys. This is the key to having peace in your mind and in your heart. Keep your thoughts continuously fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. Follow the example of all that we have imparted to you and the God of peace will be with you in all things. That is so awesome. Okay, so you can't focus on being a witness or a vessel for God without making sure that you have your heart and your mind in check first. If you don't, I promise you, being a Christian and living the lifestyle in the fullness of what Christians are supposed to live is going to be difficult and it's going to be frustrating. So in Philippians 4, Paul is telling us that as Christians, we have no reason to be anything less than joyful because we have Jesus. And God gives us several careful instructions about our emotions here and how we should carry ourselves He says, don't worry about anything. Pray diligently and at all times. Always come to God with a thankful attitude. Praise him constantly and keep your mind. This is so important. Keep your mind fixated on things that are true, honorable, respectful, pure, kind, and wonderful. And if you do those things... That has to be done first. If you do those things, God promises that his divine peace will overcome you and be with you in all things. So, looking at big picture here, how are we supposed to do this? How are we supposed to keep our mind on these good and perfect, respectful, honorable, true things? 
every single day, all the time, 24-7? Well, the answer is to stay in God's word, in prayer, and spending time in his presence. We have to do these things daily in order to renew our mind. Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says, Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His eyes. In other words, don't concern yourself with the cool trends that come and go and what other people think about you. Instead, be constantly filled and changed by the Holy Spirit. Be thankful for what you have and for the people that God has placed in your life because all of it is a blessing. And if you do this, your life will be wonderful and beautiful and be perfect and pleasing to God. That is such an awesome thing. Who doesn't want to please God? And it also sets you up to effortlessly be an effective witness to others and a vessel that God can mold and use for his greater purpose. And what greater purpose can we have than to add to the kingdom of God? And so um, when I first gave this message as a devotion during summer camp, when we were at the beach, um, I had a few discussion points. So these are some things that you can think about, you can write down, you can meditate on. What can you thank God for today in your life? What do you have in your life that sparks joy for you? What can you do to make sure that you have the attitude that God wants you to have in order to be an effective witness to others around you, to be a vessel that God can use and also affects your peace of mind so all in all check your attitude so that you can live in the fullness of God's peace and joy every single day all right I hope you guys got some fresh revelation of the word today some things that you can take away from this podcast that you can apply in your own life Um, if you have not already go ahead and subscribe to the flow podcast Share this podcast um, for today. Share one of the previous podcasts so we can get the word out there. 